So me and Matt both teach, and last week I said, well, who's teaching for Mother's Day? So I, he, I said, well, who's going to teach next week? And he said, you're a mother. well, you're a strong, powerful mother. You do it. I'm like, oh, that is Mother's Day. So I decided if that's going to be Mother's Day, we're going we're gonna to do it right. So I got a couple words for you. So I'm just going to start off with a story. I'm going to tell you a story. So I'm going to give this candy away. And so if something's like, oh, I need that, just raise your hand. I will throw the candy to you, okay? Okay, because I'm going to talk about what it is to be a mom, okay? So we're going to start with these things. So if that's you, even if you're not a mom and you want that candy because you're like, oh, I remember when that happened, or you go ahead and raise your hand. But if a mom's got their hand raised, they're trumping you, okay? So, so if you're like, oh, I really want the Reese's Pieces and a mom slips their hands up, you're getting bumped, Okay? <laughs> just the way it is. This is Mom's Day. So I kind of wrote this little story um, using candy. So when you first, to become a mom, first you got to find yourself a good man, right? Got to find a good guy. Ladies, it doesn't, you know, Mary was the only one. <laughs> to become a mom, you got to start with a good, a good man. And if nobody raised their hand, I'll just put it in here and pass it around. Okay. And then the next thing happens, what happens Oh, you got a bun in the oven. You're going to be a mom. You're so excited. You know, every day you're looking in the mirror and you're like, oh, you know, think that something changes. Okay. Yes. Oh, I almost got it. Okay. You are overjoyed because it could even be twins. (laughs) Right? But what happens after, you know, you're pregnant now, what happens you get, you might get a little bit chunky around. <laughs> All right, I'll let Daniel have the chunky. All right, you get a little chunky. You start feeling like, why was I so overjoyed with this? Okay, um, you know, and so basically, you get, you start feeling like this whale. But then the day comes, and your little sweetheart arrives, and they're so adorable. Okay. And you just love them to pieces. I can't believe how I was going to say someone's got to be what knows. That was a good throw. So you just love them to pieces. But then your life turns into a sea of milk and mounds and mounds of, well, we won't even go there. Okay? You forgot what sleep is and you're awake all the time. Someone that likes caffeine, this is actually caffeinated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Keep going, keep going. Okay, so you're awake all the time. You know, and you don't know what it's like. You're awake and you're never sleeping and you're dealing with mounds and mounds of nobody even knows what it is, okay? You feel like the milk factory, but then comes the first milestone. They roll over. Oh, your child is a prodigy. They rolled over. Whoop. I didn't want to hit Ray in the face. I wanted you to reach for They roll over, and you tell your friends, and you tell your family, and you tell the neighbor, and you still tell every stranger in line about how amazing your child is because they did this, you know, at how many months, and usually it's this, and you have a prodigy child. Say that. There you go. That's what you have. So you're so excited. You get that first milestone, and you realize every day of your life is payday with, their, with a beautiful little baby. Right, I didn't say you had. You can go more than one. So, but even though every day is great, you you learn that you don't have five minutes to yourself. And your kids begin to believe that the best time to talk to you is when you're in the bathroom. 
It's just the way it is. Cody, you got a helper there, you know? And you don't know what it's like. That's when the deep conversations come. Something along with the toilet and you not having clothes on makes your kids want to talk to you, right? And so you don't know what it's like to have five minutes to yourself, you know? And it gets crazy. It gets nuts, you know, in the times of, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And the mom, mom, mommy, mom, mother, mother, mama, mom, 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 mom. What? You know, those are the truth, right? You know, and you're thinking, what did I get myself into? I want to go back to the bun. What's happening here? But every day you love them more and more because they do little cute things because they're just little. They're so cute. More, more. Did someone have their hand? Good catch. Okay. Then comes the teenage years. In these years, obviously you have forgot how life works and you know nothing. Because they know everything. You know, they don't know where they left their coat. If they ever wear one. You know. But, you know, they know everything. Jade's preparing. <laughs> then it becomes crunch time, and you have the kids have papers and deadlines, and you got to run them here, and you got to run them there, and they have homework, and they come out with a huge project that they tell you about at 11:59 at night, and it's due the next morning. It is crunch time for year after year after year, and you feel like you're running without your head on, okay? And you begin to teach them about hard moments in life. And the, the life keeps giving them lemons, and you're teaching them how to make lemonade, you know? Yeah, to watch your kids go through pain and hurt, and I don't want to be your friend, and you're not coming to my birthday party. I work in a preschool. That's what they say if they don't like something. Well, you're not coming to my birthday party, and the little kid's heart is broken. You know, and we teach them, be like, well, mom's going to take you to ice cream. We're going to take pictures of you at your birthday party. You know, that's how you feel as a mom, you know? We go through that. And, and you realize that there's no amount of money because you are truly rich. Nothing could, could change your decision to be a mother. Um, and you are their special gift. <laughs> I don't want to hit Brayden. <laughs> you are their special gift, um, but they are your special gift. So you realize you're the big winner, you scored, you're the win- biggest winner, you are mom. You guys want to pass that, and if anyone else wants any, take it. Okay? Oh, we're coming to this one. Don't worry. So there's no job that works as many hours and has, it doesn't have any sick days. You run every department. You're the head of every department. And except the complaint department, everybody else is the head of that one. You know, your coworkers, you know, they use you and abuse you sometimes. Um, they ask for a lot of days off, and you're behind the scenes. It's a profession where you are called to work without vacation pay, days off, sick days, where you sacrifice your body, your time, your sanity at moments. You're a mother, and life would break apart without you. Right. There's a mom who knows what she wants. Oh, your son caught it for you. So that was fun for you guys. And that's not even my, that's, just think of it, that's not even my message yet. 
So make sure if you, you know, people get some, okay? So that was really fun. I was sitting there, and I was thinking, I really want a candy bar last week, and I thought, everybody wants a candy bar. I said, life's like a candy bar. So I did my own, this life's like a box of chocolates. (sighs) All right, so we're going to get into the word today, and I thought, what, what better to talk about than women, you know? This is the day, it's Mother's Day, let's talk about, you know, guys, we'll talk about you on Father's Day, you know, but today we're going to talk about women and moms, and it's going to be good. So, um, so God created women, they were not an afterthought. It's not like he created Adam and he's like, well, I guess he'll need someone to cook and clean for him, you know, that's not what God did. He took Eve from the rib, the side, saying, you need someone who's really smart in the areas you're not so smart in, who's really strong in the areas you're not so strong in, so that you guys can partner together and you can co-reign and you will both be powerful and you are both part of my amazing plan. He said it's not, in Genesis says, it is not good for a man to be alone. Come on. You guys don't sound that excited. Where's these, the husbands in here? It's not good for a man to be alone. This one's getting more, you're going to get candy, you're going to get a good meal, you know, the rest of you, I'm sorry, whatever, you know, that's right, you know, we were created equal, yet distinctly different, if you guys know something, guys and girls are a little bit different, we talked about this, you know, when we go on to conferences, you ask a guy, what did you learn, what did you guys talk about, it's good, it's just good. And women, we come back crying or excited, and we're like, oh, my gosh. You know, we're telling everybody. We're, like, making, you know, we're talking to the cashier at the grocery store, and everyone's waiting. You're like, i got to tell you. You know, we're on Facebook. We're posting, like, a thousand pictures. They don't, you don't even know if a guy's went to a conference because they're just like, it's good, you know. We go for two days. we gotta, we got to go and go swimming and go to the hotel and, and just connect because we're really emotionally connected that's the way god made us he's like okay one of you have to be emotionally charged which one we got it sorry ladies that's the way it is it's good okay so they're just different both good both amazing in their way just different um you know all through the bible we see powerful women you know throughout history you can see even back in, back in biblical times, God created women so amazing to be co-reigning, to be equal with men, that they were both important. And you can see through history how that became deceived, that it was like, you know, Jesus, men, women. And God's like, did I take him out of her, you know, his foot? No, I made it to be Jesus, humans. You know what I mean? So a lot of things, when you say powerful women, people think you're just rude or big mouth. No, no, we're powerful because we have the giftings and talents that God placed in us. You know, you see these powerful women that God used, and not just in the New Testament. Also, you know, he had Deborah and Hannah and Ruth, Naomi, Mary, Martha. You know, Jesus' mother, I don't think I'd want to be a 14-year-old girl that's pregnant and saying, God did this, you know. Yeah. You weren't even really considered, you were just property, so you probably weren't even supposed to speak anyways. So here she is, basically like a pet, you know, because women were just property, and you're trying to tell people, which you're not supposed to speak to them, because you're just a woman, and you're telling them that God, you know, told you what was going to happen. You know, and they were strong. You know, many of them, they were mothers. You know, they did, we think about mom stay home, or think, that's great. 
That is amazing. But God called them to do things while they were being a mom. Hey, go in, you know, you know, have this baby. Take care of him, raise him. Oh, he's also my son, so, you know, you're going to go through a lot of pain and crazy stuff, and everyone's going to basically hate your family and you, and, you know. <clears throat> I mean, they had to be powerful. And then Jesus came into this culture that had learned how to oppress women. And he's like, I came for everyone. And he began to teach women, which was illegal. And he began to empower them. And, you know, it said he wept with Mary when Lazarus died. I love this part because he knew he was raising him from the dead. Jesus knew that all he was going to do is be like, Lazarus, you know, rise, come on. You know, but why did he stop and weep with Mary? Because, you know, he was saying that he understood and connected with women. And he placed value in their emotional intelligence. He's saying what you have is important. Because without that, humanity would not exist. You know, we are seeing that in our nation where we've been taking that away from women. You know, moms are hurting their children. You know, that's not something you would see. He's saying, I respect that you are emotionally intelligent. And your tears are important because it means you had connection and you had love and you had compassion. And then he's like, it's okay, it's okay. Lazarus, come on, come on. I can't take these tears anymore. I just love her so much. And Lazarus comes out. And, you know, they were, they were his good friends. Lazarus, you guys. Um, so in the dark moments of Jesus' life, darkest moments, his best friends abandoned him. All the leaders and the men, um, it's just the air, it's okay, <laughs> abandoned him. And during his crucifixion, during his torture, during all of that, the woman stayed. You know, as a mom, I don't know if I could watch that. All the men went into hiding because they were not emotionally intelligent. They didn't need to be there at that moment. But God said, I sent women because I knew in this moment they would be here. And they stayed through his crucifixion and his death. And they believed his word in the resurrection. Women are important. Where would we be if no one went to the tomb to see if he was there? Men are important and so are women. You know, women are not better. Yes, the Bible says they're physically weaker. Just because he had to do something about all of our off. He had, he had to share some of the love, okay? But they are emotionally stronger. God reminds that through our entire word, you know, that he put in us. You know, Hannah gave up her child, that too, and said, he's going to serve you. I don't think I could do that. But you know what? I think God said if he said it, he could make it happen. Um, because we're just so different. Instead of this and this, we shouldn't be judging God saying different. You're just going out different ways, different directions. Because we really need to be aware of the author's intent. God's the author. Sometimes we read it, and if we aren't thinking about the intent God had, we start to read it through um, a lens that isn't correct. You know what I mean? If we have had, if we didn't have a mom in our life that was good to us, we might see women through that lens. And when we read the Bible, we might only pick the parts where God, you know, says that women was created second. Or, you know, we'll start picking out and not read it as a whole. That's why it's really important when we read God's word that we need the spirit of the Lord to come to. The spirit of the Lord 
and the word of the Lord need to come together for you to have the truth of God's word. That's really important. You know, that's where we get into all these arguments about, well, this is what, you know, women should be. And this is, and God's like, I put specifically in there what I wanted. But you're not going to get that answer. You're not going to get that truth without bringing the Holy Spirit. You need the Spirit of the Lord and the Word of the Lord to get the truth of the Lord. That was good. And, you know, Luke 8, 18, I love this. It says, be careful how you listen. Whoever has to him will be given. Whoever does not have, even the little he has will be taken. It says, be careful how we listen. Let's not miss what God is saying, how important mothers are. You know, we are God's plan. You're God's plan too. So if you're not a mom, you're still God's plan. If you're not a woman, you're still God's plan. We are God's plan. You know, for moms, when, when you're home and you have not taken a shower for days, you know, when you haven't brushed your hair, you're smelling your clothes to see if they still got one more day in them. When you don't have any body spray and you grab the Lysol so you can go to the store, right? You know, when you don't know what sleeping through the night is. I'm going on 14 years of it. So (laughs) once you have a mom, you'll like sleep with one eye open the rest of your life, you know. And, And you're covered and you don't know what, you know. It comes from all ends and you step in it and it comes... Y'all know if you hear me yelling, I don't do puke well. So, <clears throat> and, and, you know, you go to the store and you're wearing two shoes. They may not be the same one. That happened to me at church one time. I had two black shoes on. And they were both right feet. <laughs> and they were different shoes. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. I just took my shoes off and just, I'm just not wearing shoes. I'm thinking, I got here on time. <laughs> You know, when the crying and the chores seem endless. Chores. Laundry. I think God had it right when he said in the garden we were naked. If you have ever had to do laundry, you're like, I got the last piece in the wash. You know what happens? You know what happens? Someone pukes, poops, or spills milk on the table. And you got to wipe it up every time. I almost feel like, you know, you just got to throw something dirty out there because if you don't, everything, you know, laundry. When you're in the years of laundry, the season of laundry, when you have all the little kids at home and they go outside only in their white outfits, never in their play clothes, and come back in covered in things, things that we won't speak of. One time I went <laughs> and I saw this tar. Me and my friend thought it was cool, so we spread it over our entire hands. <laughs> and then we tried to wash it off. Y'all know that tar doesn't wash off. So we wiped it on our face, and it wouldn't wash off. And I came screaming to my mom, oh, my gosh. And so I had to, like, she washed my hands in gasoline, you know. So I wasn't allowed to go play in the woods when they were doing construction anymore. Um, so, but you know, those moments when you seem invisible, you know, you walk out, you go to the store when my kids were little, you go and you see these moms and they look all cute and they're wearing heels and their purse matches their shirt and their hair is all perfect. And you're over here like, do I have pants on? (laughs) 
You know what I mean? And you're thinking, how do they do that? I'm invisible to the world. You know, I like to paint the barn. The barn works, but it looks better when it's painted. (laughs) You know? And you're lucky because, you know, you do one eyelash and you go out and you're thinking, why is everyone looking at me? And you go home and you realize... I only did half of my face. You know, those moments or where you just feel invisible to the world because everyone's got something um, important they're doing and they have this job and they're put together and, and life's just going so great. And you're like, they're like, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And they're like, oh, so you don't really work. And you're like, let me take this out of my pocket here. You know, <laughs> that's for you. It's my job. You know, even in all of that, we were God's plan. He's saying, I got a plan for you. You know, while you're raising your kids and life seems dull compared to others, remember you have in your hands the next piece of God's plan. You get to raise them up. God's saying, hey, I'm going to partner with you. You're part of my plan and so are they. And you get to sew in and put in to this little person who I am and what I do. You know, that's pretty amazing. You know, you're a mother and you are part of God's plan. So let's just pray.